You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Jen is uh, taken to calling me Stubby. Yeah? A nickname which <laughs> because I do not appreciate. Wow. If you're watching, baby. Mm. Um, I'm watching right now. <laughs> Other baby. Baby number oh, two. okay. Speaking of baby number two. Mm. Dude. So He took a shit. Little man. Oh, <laughs> bro, bro. Oh, not that. Okay. Bro's been like, he has been projectile pooping. Oh, projectile really? Projectile pooping, projectile oh. vomiting. Takes after his daddy. Yeah, he does. <laughs> A little chip off the old poop. Yeah. Yeah. That, what does that mean? Chip off the old poop. Chip off the old block. It was huh? a play on that. You ever heard of that? Chip no. off the old block. No, I've never Apple heard of doesn't that. far, far, fall, fall from, far from the tree. <laughs> Soup to nuts. Dear God, like make me a bird so I can fly far. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. <laughs> Baby number two, what did he do? What, what did he, oh, dude, tell just me the, the personality. Cuteness. This kid, like, he's, uh, I'm not sure he's still making out the things that he sees yet. Yeah, they say that uh, within the first, like, maybe week or so, weeks, their brains are still rewiring. Like uh-huh. they, they can literally like see sounds and hear colors. He's like Daredevil. He's say yes. My baby is Daredevil. <laughs> exactly. No. So he does this thing though. Like, like when Adam Sandler does a silly voice and he does like the weird like, <laughs> but he does like the hand thing. Or you know what? Better comparison: Indiana Jones in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Okay. After he drinks the blood and he's on the. <laughs> He's he's on the st- the slab with the candles. That's what your new like, son does. Ah. <laughs> he's like all oh, the hands and the legs and stuff. Like that is what my child does. Oh, no. Your child is a suffering Harrison Ford. <laughs> that's what you're saying. Uh, but but it's it's wonderful because when he does that, I start doing like the Kalima, Kalima Shakti Day. Sure, he appreciates his father <laughs> making fun of him in his time of he need. He doesn't know. He's, no, he's two weeks old. They're fun at that age, right? Yeah, he's gaining some weight already. Big. Yeah. Oh, already came out with a full head of hair. Dude, I'm, like. I'm going to tell you what, this boy's a champ because Harper, like, up through, she's going to love that I'm going to put this out in public, <laughs> up through, like, week two, uh-huh. she was still pooping like black tar. Oh, my like God. That's uh, not good. But, like, this boy, within a day and a half. Solid BMs? Reg- well, not solid, but, well, like, as far as like, babies they go. call it, like, the yellow bird seed poop. Mm. Like, the normal yellow bird That's seed. That's healthy? Boom. Yeah, healthy. This kid's going to be a champ, man. Unfortunately, <laughs> right. he's going to be, like, five foot three. But, oh really? But, yeah, well, dude. Sarah and I are not exactly Vikings. Well, her dad's tall. D- yeah, could be getting into some of those genes. But my, mine is not. So <laughs> he is really going to have to navigate those uh, the the gene pool but chances. There. Tall on talent, I would say. I hope so. Long on Man, money, but short please, on time. God, don't make this kid boring. <laughs> well, uh, growing up in your family, I don't think that's an option. No, I don't think I, we have to worry about that. I appreciate that. that. That's yeah, nice. Yeah. Hey, dude, never a do, dull moment. What'd you do this weekend? This weekend, in fact, the whole past week, uh, we went down to a little South Texas trip took, with Waylon uh, and Willie and the boys. The, that's right, <laughs> smoking doobies. Uh, no, took uh, Jenna down to the beach in Corpus Christi. You ever been to Padre Island down no. there? No, I grew up about an hour from there, and uh, that was my beach. Oh, near Beeville. So, uh, fun. Ex- yes, it was near Beeville. So close, in fact, that uh, I drove her through it. On the way back, drove through Beaver. I gave her the grand tour of uh, Beaver. Past Texas the movie theater, the, you know what we did? Well, they have a new movie theater now. They have a real movie theater. It has more than two. It screens? has uh, seven screens. Oh, yes, unfortunately, what? I know. Which they opened it up like right after wow, I moved they're away. They're booming now. Well, we could show 
Seven movies now. <laughs> we could show two rated R four, movies. Four of them are Avengers Endgame right now. Probably, yes. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I heard it was uh, number one over the weekend yet again. Dude, dude this movie's going to be number one for like a year. No. I don't, I don't think. But what I'm saying I is. Hear, like, I hear what you're saying. This film is just insane with how much money it's made. Yeah. Do you think the new Spider Man's going to come close to this? As far as money making? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Do you think the new Star Wars is going to give this one a run for its money? I don't think so. I don't think Star Wars has as wide of an appeal. As these Marvel movies do now. See, and, and I, I agree with you, but then I also disagree with you on that. Because I feel like Star Wars... <laughs> well, no, because Star Wars has a it's longer convenient. legacy. No, I hear you. <clears throat> but unfortunately, like, even though Marvel has had some some swings and I wouldn't quite say full misses, mm-hmm. but they just haven't always been as good. Well, uneven. Um, so but it was the Star Wars movies, though. I don't think... I, I'm just not sure that Marvel has had movies that have been so polarizing like The Last Jedi. No. So coming off of that and then going into the rise of Skywalker, yeah. I, I feel like we're still gonna we're gonna have some folks that are on some the fence. Some residuals yeah, have signed some off. Some resistance there you, ooh, to this yeah. last one. And also it's just called Star Wars. There, it's not a new hope. <laughs> There's no it. such thing as the, a new hope is a bullshit you marketing. Will go, thing. I'm gonna put that on your tombstone. Like that'll be a, on a, your, a new hope. No, no, it'll, <laughs> that would be really fucking weird. <laughs> Here lies Joe Cucinati. Spit on your a grave. new hope. No, no, no. But it's just the quote. It's just Star Wars. It's just Star Wars. <laughs> Dude, we uh, we did uh, Star Wars trivia at the uh, uh, at, at Pocket Sandwich. Theater. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was that this past weekend for May the Fourth? We won. Did you win? Yes. Nice. Sir. Congrats. Yeah. Um, what did you get for your, uh, your well? Winnings? We had we had like a t- okay. Physically, we had a team of like eight people. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is probably a violation in some way. Well, you, if you're going, if you're doing the geeks who drink rules, you can only do like four. The six, right? they allow the up to six, six but uh, yeah, eight's eight's too too many. So, in all fairness, though, mm-hmm. three of us were answering the questions. <laughs> <laughs> the other five were just sitting down drinking and having some fun. Yeah, uh, Jared Seaman was there with us. He was part of our team. We've mm. had him on the show talking about the room. Yeah, uh, I don't think we've had Shay on, uh, but I did a few no. shows with Shay last year. That's right. What was the hardest question that they asked that well, nobody the, knew? There were a couple. One of them was like, what did Beckett say he was going to learn to play in the movie Solo? The oh. Woody Harrelson character? What was it? What instrument? I, dude, I don't remember. Some made-up <laughs> Star Wars interest? Our answer was the jizz flute or whatever. <laughs> the, the band from the cantina, whatever it is that they played. Yeah. Uh, and Max it was, Rebo. It was wrong. No, Max Rebo was from Return of the Jedi. Oh, that's right. He's in Jabba's Palace. There you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, it's a rookie move. There was another one was who, uh, which I was slapping myself because the name came into my head just randomly, mm-hmm. uh, but it was who uh, composed the music in Maz Kanata's castle. Oh, 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 it was uh, uh, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Absolutely right? correct. Or Manuel Lin-Manuel I did not get that right, but it came in. As I was I was writing down Giacchino, I was like, oh, I don't that's know, J.J. Abrams has worked with Giacchino. That's a great guess. And I even thought for a split second, I was like, probably like Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> or something. And it was. Yep. And then the, prolific. the one that I'm still kicking myself over mm-hmm. was, who was the Ewok chief shaman? Who was trying to cook like Han and Luke? And like, Chewie. what was the name of what that character? What was his name? Oh, what shit. was the character's I name? I know I had that toy. I thought it was Chief Chirpa. Oh, yeah, that's not it. No, it's Logre. Logre. Logre was the shaman. That's right. Chirpa, Chirpa was, the, was chief. the chief. That's right. And I was like, motherfucker. I fucking had so all they, those toys. They got me. They got me on the technicality. Uh, they knew what they were doing. It was, uh, it was hosted by uh, one of our listeners, Will uh, Johnson. Oh is, yeah, uh, he uh, he he listens to the show quite a bit. Uh, he I was will. one of the hosts, 
And uh, Joey Dietz, I went to high school with him. And nice. It was, they did a good job. Oh, I get it. So uh, that's why you won. That's right. Now that's the right. real reasons come out. Actually, no. I, I feel like... <laughs> Point the fair and square? I, I feel like I, I did a pretty good job. But like I said, we had a, a couple other people, uh, Jenny and Robbie. They were they were stepping up, too, nice. with answering some of the questions. I had totally forgotten, since I was on the beach, getting kissed by the sun, Joe. That that's it, was, it? That it was even... <laughs> Not by your wife? <laughs> that it was even... Whose son kissed you? The dog was licking a little bit of peanut butter, too. But um, the uh, I forgot you are was... opening up yourself for a line of questions. <laughs> I did. That is this why your neck is stiff? <laughs> That's why I can't turn this way. Um, <laughs> Ellie, no, <laughs> I had forgotten that it was May the fourth and Cinco de Mayo afterwards. Yeah. Um, it, until we were driving back, and uh, TexDOT, the uh, the the guys who are in charge of the the highways That's here, That's the in, Texas Department of Transportation, the great state of Texas. Uh, on the you know the, the signs, the LED signs that always say you know like buckle up and whatever. I know of them. Did you see them this weekend? Were you out no. on any highways? No. They were being clever. They had uh, my car was still in the shop. The fr- oh no, still. Christian I Brothers, just huh? I just got it back yesterday. Ooh. Oh, was that it? Parked out front. Yeah. Nice. How's it running? It's running great. Like it yeah. just had a transmission. How's rebuilt. your pocketbook? Oh. <laughs> this is uh, a little that's, lighter. It's not quite lighter, as fun to sense. talk about. So uh, we'll cut that part out. So on uh, <laughs> no the signs they that they had that you know like buckle up for safety. One of them said, uh, text and drive, I will not. And then when it rotated, it said, I find your lack of seatbelt disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I thought it was clever that they took uh, the, 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 little bit of time. the little holiday and yeah. uh, made you pay attention. Made so us good. Sounds like you attention. were able to unplug for a little bit. It was De- nice. Decompress. It was nice. Because what it sounds like is you're having a busy-ass fucking week at work right now. It's been crazy. Yes. Yeah, sorry. It's, uh, that's why we're doing this so late right now. I apologize. And, and, and a day late as well, listeners. We usually drop episodes on Wednesdays. We try to. Uh-huh. Uh, this one's coming in a, a, a day or two late. Depends yeah, well, on what time I finally get it we're, up. We're also uh, late because uh, the Dallas Stars Game 7 <laughs> went over. Went over. Double overtime. <laughs> and by the time it was finished, I was like... Bro, I'm not going to be able to come on out. I just don't think I can When do you this. said you were so watching late. the game, I was like, oh, dude, you didn't tell me you had tickets. You were so funny. Why didn't you like, just fucking tell me? Dude, we why didn't you tell me you had tickets? I'm like, bitch, they're in St. Louis right now. I don't have tickets. I'm watching it on the TV. In so fact, which, now watching it on TV because it's on NBCS, which is like uh, the cable sports, sports channel. Yeah. So we ended up going on Twitch and finding somebody who was streaming it on Twitch. I was like, thank God. Ah. Thank God for the nerds, man. Hope you enjoyed your hockey game. Uh, I, I, <laughs> any uh, any new movies? Uh, let's see. Well, I mean, besides Avengers, well, that's the last thing we Did saw. Did you see that again? Uh, no, but we'll be seeing it this coming week. Uh, Going to take Lauren, oh, your yeah. favorite Burns, My favorite Burns to, uh, to go see. He's not seen <laughs> it's it. It's a great sitcom. He's taken a big risk by waiting uh, these weeks. Has he seen all the other movies? He hasn't seen all of them, but he's seen enough to follow along with this storyline. And I keep giving him like like homework, not a homework assignments, but I'm like, oh, you know, if you're interested, you should probably check up the Ant-Man, maybe. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Ant-Man and the Wasp while you're at it. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, Doctor Strange is probably pretty <laughs> A good one too. As long uh, yeah, as you might want to watch Black Panther, <laughs> and at a certain point, his, his text was like, "He was like, I got it." He's like, "I think I've, uh, I think I've seen enough." I think it's more like, <laughs> "I got it." Joel. Point taken. Point I think taken. I understand, and I'm going to. Every time it's I try Buffalo to do, Bill from every time uh, I try to do your brother's voice, I sound like J.K. Simmons. <laughs> Rub the My best friend is Hank Mardukas. <laughs> I'm Lauren Bernson. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, uh, it, it, I've seen that a couple of times where people are like, "Man, what movie should I see before I watch Endgame?" And I'm like. The other twenty-one fucking movies. Yeah, yes. That's invest in it like the rest of us fucking. Except did. Thor two. Except Thor, two. I would even argue except Thor one. I feel like you could yeah. go through the the Marvel movies watching 
You can watch. See, just, I'm just a, the Captain America movies. I'm an apologist for the Incredible Hulk and the Avengers. I kind of like the. I Incredible like that Hulk. one too. Yeah, I just wish. I wish Mark Ruffalo was in it instead because oh, the see, OCD I disagree. completionist of me, I'm like, ah. I wish Edward Norton would have stuck around. You don't like Ruffalo? Ruffalo's a little, you know what? <laughs> you know what's weird about this, w- without spoiling anything? Um, well, you're you're probably going to spoil it. I can't even say every that. time someone says I'm not going to spoil anything. We end up five seconds something. later, something gets spoiled. I'm not going to spoil because anything. we're live now. Oh, that's right. We don't right. even have the benefit of cutting something out. Well, there are like two people watching us right yeah, now. Yeah, probably, and one of them is my wife. Uh, my know? wife. My wife. Uh, hey, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. So you wished Ed Norton had, had I did. remained in the role. I liked him a lot. I, I liked it because I and I was explaining this to Jenna because she's a big Mark Ruffalo fan, and I was trying to like have it, I'm gonna walk her off the ledge. Uh-huh. I was like, no, no, no. It's it's more that he's she's a, she's a Ruffalo lover. Phys- yeah. <laughs> they call me Mister Ruffalo lover. <laughs> um, but she uh, she likes him a lot, and I was like, yeah, but there's something about the dichotomy, the or the juxtaposition. If we're you not a team, we're a time bomb. Of of uh, the the bulkiness of Hulk, uh-huh. uh, and the little and the scrawniness of yeah. Edward Norton. He's so slight that like Mark Ruffalo just seems too barrel chested to yeah, be. Yeah, uh, but Bruce they Banner. still managed to make Hulk a lot bigger than he is. Well, yeah, anybody who's fucking ten feet in the air, but it's still not the same as like you know you want Topher Grace as your Hulk. You want, no, 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 you want uh, <laughs> Adam Driver. No, no. He's too, he's too built. Who would you cast Adam Driver as in the MCU? Are you familiar with the comics? Before I say this, are you familiar with the comics? Uh, um, ha- about a half. I would say yeah. about a half, yeah. yeah. I knew like the main Avengers. I knew Thor and Iron I Man would, and Hulk. I would love to see Adam Driver as Ghost Rider. Oh, I that's fantastic. Really, I'd really like to see yes. that happen. There you go. And that's I know there's, there's probably plenty of people that would argue with me on that. No, it's but I just good. I feel like the Ghost Rider character, I mean... All hail Nicolas Cage, or screw Nicolas Cage, <laughs> no. depending on how you fall on Coming that. soon to an episode of The Editing, um, by the way. I, th- I think Nicolas Cage is fine, and his Ghost Rider movie isn't so much a good Ghost Rider movie, but it's a fantastic monster movie. In fact, I think he made uh-huh. two of them. I never saw the second one. But I feel like there's a depth of character to Johnny Blaze that they never even came close to touching on that like Adam Driver would really be able to That's a good point. pull out of that. Yeah, I liked Ghost Rider a lot, like the comic, and uh, mm-hmm. these movies just look awful. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. We'll see um, when we do it. So, uh, mm. so yeah, so you're going to see Endgame yet again. Going to see Endgame one more time, and then I guess what's the next big movie coming out? Godzilla? Uh, t- to me, yeah. Detective Pikachu. <laughs> no, but also yeah. John Wick 3. Oh, yeah, you're all about the John Wick. Dude, I'm so fucking into John. Have you seen those yet? I've seen the first one. I really enjoy the first one, but it doesn't seem like something you can franchise. Like, where do you go from there? That, that's the fun thing about it. Yeah? It's like right. every time one of those movies ends, you're like, well, fuck. There's no way. Where do you go from this? And then they end up fucking taking yeah. it elsewhere. Also, those movies are, are so like unapologetically testosterone driven. Like yeah. it's just like you either like that type of movie or you don't. And uh, I don't think my wife would appreciate uh, the the John Wick franchise. Really? But I liked it. Yeah, I liked it enough to sit through the first one. Man, hard to. Uh, can I say spoiler alert for John Wick for a five year old movie? Yeah, sure. All right. Well, the, spoiler uh, alert. I don't like movies where animals die. Yeah. or are harmed, and uh, so you don't like Bambi. Doesn't that well, or the yeah. Lion King? No, not yeah. The aforementioned Lion King. Motherfucker. The aforementioned. We haven't even well, talked off about the that. air, but uh, but yeah. but yeah. Uh, I'll I'll share the story for, sure. for the podcast. Uh, revisited the Lion King for the first time in probably a decade and a half. Yeah, showing Harper. Uh, she hadn't seen it before. Harper's a huge... She liked Beauty and the Beast. She's now on a, a little yeah, mermaid kick. Uh, and we finally showed her The Lion King. Mm-hmm. However, I ended up skipping over when Scar kills Mufasa. Probably a good idea. I was like, we're just going to skip over yeah, that you part. didn't even see the wildebeest trample uh, a beloved Disney character. Right? And so as far as, as far as Harper knows, 
Mufasa is just magic. He could talk to Simba sure. from wherever, and he just he kind of went on vacation somewhere. <laughs> uh, and uh, and so like I just kind of wanted to spare that because you know you watch Beauty and the Beast or or whatever, and it's different. Like the conflict, the stakes are different. You watch The Lion King, and it's like, yo, dude, that's that guy's brother. Yeah, like, dude was just killed. Uncle this Scar. Kid's, this kid's father was was slain by his uncle. And uh, and it's hard to explain that to your to your four year old daughter. Also, the music in The Lion King, yeah, not as good as I remember it no, being. Like I, Hakuna Matata is still pretty strong. Yes, and that whole like circle of life that's fun. That's great. Well, it, it, all those songs are saved by Hans Zimmer orchestrating or uh, arranging them. Yeah, in the the orchestration. The songs on their own are little, little ditties, basically. The and especially Star song, the Be Prepared. That's awful. That's fucking weird. You should just fast forward that. Yeah, that's so embarrassing. Really, uh, whoever the singing voice for Adult Nala is, yeah, is. Horrible. Oh, is she not She's good? I don't remember horrible. That. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, a lot of white people doing voices in this movie. <laughs> well, you know what's what's funny about her is like uh, when when she's like a little cub, uh-huh. she's like the water hole. What's so great about the water hole? And yeah. then all of a sudden she's the whitest, like Maura Kelly. Yeah. when she's an adult. <laughs> Simba, where have you been all these years? But Simba, you must come back. Like, what happened to the attitude? Of yeah, Nala? man, that, it's gone. Pinch again. Pinch again. <laughs> That's I. And you they know what? Got, Honestly, like, uh, who, who, who do you recast as adult voice of uh, Nala? Jaden Smith. Oh, there you go. Okay, I'm, I'll do. Uh, <laughs> even though, even though it's a dude, I'll do Gamora. Jaden Smith. He's got kind of a. <laughs> he sounds like he's got girl. kind of an effeminate voice. Sure, why not? why not? I see. Look, dude. As a voice actor, there are so many more opportunities for women than there are for dudes. And and I know there's that whole movie, that in a world movie about. Oh um, yeah. About the like the the trailer uh, voiceover Lake and that's Bell. Lake Bell, and it's predominantly men. And I'll give you that. That sucks because it is. It's dominated by dudes. There's a lot of women out there. But though. doing anime voices. I have realized like true. there are only like two or three dudes that like that anchor shows and all these guys there are a million guys that sound like me yet women can do young boy voices young girl voices oh, that's right old women voices old women voices yeah. like women have such amazing range I'm so jealous but they have such amazing range and I feel like way deeper opportunities uh so good on you ladies that's I'm I'm very jealous <laughs> very uh it's pheromone heavy episode of the editing. Well, page. you just wait because <laughs> oh! uh, we're going to get back into some testosterone. There you go. Right here on the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. This is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will get together and talk about a movie uh, with each other, with you, our lovely editing bay listeners listening uh, on the recorded or live right now on, on Facebook. Facebook Live. We're another. We're trying it out again, a little experiment. <laughs> it would help if we had like set times where it's like tune hey, in every check it out Tuesday. You know what? Whatever. I, I kind of like because we're not doing it on the editing bay account, which maybe we should. Yes, we. Probably, um, yeah. Why aren't we? But I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> because I feel like I've got a, a wider reach with my if Facebook you're that friends I do with, with Joe Cuginati. That's probably true. Uh, we should put it on a bigger screen though, because I see people like typing things, but I can't make out what anybody is saying. Uh, Jessica Torado says she hates you. Oh, okay. Well, then there we go. <laughs> I, I still love you, Jess. Uh, yeah, so we'll talk about movies every week, and then we invite you guys to talk back to us. Uh, just, you know what? Go to Facebook. Find the editing bay. Mm. And that little search function, put the editing bay in. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. And that's where you can talk back to us. Let us know what you think about the movie of the week. And uh, if you've got ideas for films that you'd like for us to talk about in the future, you can go ahead and put those there. So we are revisiting a franchise. Yes. When did we talk about the first one? We had promised, uh, let's see, we had our, our, our buddy, Jay Gunn on to talk about the, the 
the fastest. And we wanted to get him back on for this. Yeah. Schedules would not allow. That's all right. Thank you, Dallas. Well, Joe, that's okay because there are eight more movies to go and eight more opportunities to guest right. those because we'll probably have to go through them all at some point, I imagine, oh, right? bro. You, you definitely got to see watch this movie. Tokyo Drift. You need to watch all these movies. All right, so, all right, so take me through them. So we've got The Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. And Furious. Then, okay, so release-wise, oh, after Too Fast, Too Furious. The machete order came, now? There really, there is. <laughs> came Tokyo Drift. Uh-huh. But Tokyo Drift actually takes place after, a, like, Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. like, which, the sixth movie or whatever. Uh yeah, so there's there's a whole lot there's the, but but that's the one that you have to remember is like Tokyo Drift chronologically I think comes after its six yeah okay uh, and then seven is all about like the fallout uh, of what happened in Tokyo Drift oh then you had Fast and, uh, the eight Fate of the Furious Fate of the Furious with yes. Charlize Theron oh she in that with like a sub dude yeah yeah she's in that <laughs> I feel like the Oscar Fast award the, winning Fast and the Furious movies are becoming the like the they're MCU the Avengers. they're the Avengers yeah now. it started with just like people street racing for money and like pink slips and now they're like fighting super criminals and stuff have you seen the Hobbs and Shaw trailer have I yeah oh well they've been showing it at the beginning God. of every Avengers showing so yeah it looks Man. ridiculous it well, looks I'm ridiculous in, in the it. best way yeah. holy shit uh, so yeah, now we're we're exploring some of the uh, the origins of where we see the Fast when it was franchise. still uh, movies about street racing. Yeah, and Paul Walker. And Paul Walker, that's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Fast, Too Fast, Too Furious from two thousand three, directed by the late John Singleton. That's right. That we should say that the reason we've uh, chosen this movie not only to get back into the uh, Fast and the Furious franchise, but to uh, to pay our respects to uh, the director of. I guess he only directed this one, then, huh? Yeah. Has it kind of, has there been? Well, I mean, he directed other good movies, right? Well, yeah, but uh, like Boys this, in the Hood, Boys in the Hood, yeah. Um, Which this is basically Boys in the Hood with Paul Walker. You do the first Shaft? Was that him as well? Yeah. Yeah. He well, not okay. Not the first Richard Roundtree. Well, no, no. The the first, the first Sam Jackson Which, Shaft. Did you know there's another Sam Jackson Shaft yeah. coming out? Yeah. I had no idea, fucks, dude. I thought we talked about. this. We probably did. It completely fucks with like the canon and the chronology of what's going on. Oh, really? Like in that first John Singleton Shaft movie. Uh, we see that Richard Roundtree is there, and he's Sam Jackson's uncle. Mm, Yet, that's right. In this trailer, Uh-oh. Sam Jackson's son, because he, he it's about like the son of Shaft, keeps calling Richard Roundtree grandpa. Oh, so we got and three then, Shaft and, generations now? And, and I thought for a second, I was like, well, maybe he's just calling him grandpa because he's old. So I looked on the cast list on IMDb, nope. and he is his grandfather. Oh, interesting. What's yeah. J- Jake Shaft? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just John Shaft. John Shaft again. The third. Oh, okay, that's boring. All right, there you go. Just listen to our Shaft episode. We actually did that Shaft on uh, the podcast a few Who's years a ago. Who's a black private dick that's a sex machine to all the chicks? Shaft. You damn right. Shut your mouth. <laughs> just talking about Shaft. Uh, well, I'm just talking about Too, too Fast, fast too, too Furious. furious. John Singleton, um, great director in his own right, uh, but I don't know. Just straight up great director. I think so. Yeah. I don't know that you can tell that though from this film. From this movie. So well, I. Have... But he's trying to fit into a mold of something that had been created okay, before him. But is he? Because there are, there are a lot of differences. I feel like between just these first two Fast and Furious movies, and then apparently went off the rails. Uh, <laughs> yes, it did. literally and figuratively yeah. um, in, in later films. So ha- I've only seen these two Fast and Furious movies. Okay. You, have you seen the entire franchise? All of them. Except for, wait, except for Tokyo Drift. Oh, really? I, have, I haven't ah. seen Tokyo Drift. So then where does this kind of fall in your, in your ranking? 
if you had to? Or okay. is, is it one of the better ones in it, your it, estimation? To me, no. Yes. It's not one of the better ones. Seems that way. For, cert- for a few reasons. Mm-hmm. One, because The Fast and the Furious was about Paul Walker. It's that relationship between Paul Walker and Dominic Toretto. It was Point Break, basically. Yeah. It was Point Break with cars. And so it's almost like if someone made a sequel to Point Break and Keanu Reeves came back and what, like he's, he's now running around with like C. Thomas Howell. Or somebody else that was in the outsiders. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, and it, it, but the thing is, to say that would mean that it would lack some kind of character that, like, the character that they brought in lacked something. And this is where I suddenly get split on this movie because Tyrese Gibson mm-hmm. is one of the best things that's going on in this movie. I agree. I, having seen him in uh, just a few other things, well, uh, just uh, recently Transformers. <laughs> yes, exactly. You would not think that uh, that same actor who was running around and yelling incomprehensibly in that film mm-hmm. uh, would be able to kind of pull off some of the nuance he's doing here. Yeah. I really liked him. I believed him. And I thought a suitable replacement for Vin Diesel. Yes. Which, by the way, apparently they they were still in negotiations with Vin Diesel to the point where they wrote two versions of this script. Really? One that had him and one that didn't. Just in the... I guess... Uh, I, I wonder guess, how that would have worked out. Like, how, how they would have fit Vin Diesel oh, in there. Well, like, it was probably Fast and Furious 4 when he came back, You right? know what? I guess I could see where... They get into that problem where they, they, he has to go undercover, where Brian gets caught and he's offered a deal to go undercover to go after Verone, and he's like, well, I've got a buddy that can help, mm-hmm. and he finds Vin Diesel. It would have been Vin Diesel It would have been Vin Diesel yeah. doing the, I kinda <laughs> the like demolition how they, derby. Yes. I kind of like how they, how they played that character, though, because you don't see him. He's never mentioned in the first one, but it's because he's in jail, we find out, yeah. or he was in prison. And it actually kind of adds layers to Paul Walker's character yes, it does. from the first movie uh-huh. because they, they flat out reference like the reason that he let Vin Diesel get away at the end of the first one. Tyrese even asked him, he was like, were you, were you thinking of me? Were you thinking of that moment? And he was right. like, yeah, yeah, I was. Uh-huh. In, a, in a less sexual way than I just made it sound. This movie is a lot more bro. And it's hard to be. It's hard to yeah. out bro the first Fast and Furious movie because I mean that's a movie where you've got like scenes where it's just like five sweaty guys with no shirts on sitting around a car talking about how much they love cars. Yeah. And what was the first engine you changed? What out you got and, under there? Yeah. With, uh, with that car. With that car went off the line. <laughs> it had so much torque <laughs> that it, like Vin Diesel's talking about shit and he makes it sound. So cool, yeah. But I have no fucking clue what it is he's talking about. Something about hemis, and yeah, exactly. Converters. It it it, it pulled the chassis away from the the frame. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what that means, but it, it denies. sounds it that denies. sounds pretty fucking fantastic. <laughs> uh, and so this one though, it's like the language that everyone's speaking. Like every other line, someone's going, "Hey, bro, what's going on, bro? Love hey, bros, bro, what's going on, bro? Hey, bro." There's one point where uh, where Roman, who's played by Tyrese, mm-hmm. is trying to get Paul Walker to spill the beans a little bit more on what was going on with Vin Diesel, and he's like, "So what? So you let a guy go? So what was up with that? Don't want to talk about it." And he's like, "No, come on, Brian, you got to talk to me about it. Do you remember this? Oh yeah, you you got to talk to me about it." And Brian goes, "Just drop it, cuz." <laughs> Drop it. He doesn't even say the Z No, yeah, he's cuz. so cool. Just drop it, cuz. He has a very, like, lackadaisical... Jenna grew up on the beach, and she was like, that's every guy I went to high school with. <laughs> Just with the fucking board shorts and the oversized t-shirts and the socks with the converse. Every shot of Paul Walker, when he, like, shows up somewhere, mm-hmm. it looks like he didn't expect to be there. Like, he had no... He, like, gets out of a car, and he looks around, he's like... Where am I? Hey, what's <laughs> What's going on? It, it gave me this impression that like John Singleton was just like just 
throwing things at him on the set. Like, all right, well, what are we going to be shooting, John? Do we have a screen? He's like, just wait. Just drive here. Yes. Show up. We're going to just have the cameras rolling. And just every time Paul Walker gets it's out of car, Cinema like, verite, Joe. He wanted to capture the moment. Cinema verite to you, too. <laughs> uh, there's one thing that this movie is, whether it lives up to the hype of the first Fast and Furious, or the unexpected hype mm. of the first Fast and Furious yeah, movie. that was a sleeper hit, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it sure was. It was one of those movies where, like, the trailer came out, and I was like, look at this stupid-ass movie. I can't believe this. This looks so fucking dumb. It looks like a remake of Cannonball Run. Who gives a fuck <laughs> about a bunch of gearheads and cars? And, dude, I went and saw this film, and I was like, this is so fucking good. It's so good. It's and fun. so it made me excited to see this sequel. Mm. Um, and I still had fun with it. That's if If it is anything... It is a fun sequel. It, it doesn't do any damage to the franchise. No, which is unfortunate if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes scores. Like the critics have it like at thirty six percent, and not, it's like, that's come on, right. guys, it's not it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. But they were expecting it to be the caliber of the first one, which was a surprise hit, which they also missed the boat on. So yeah. this was kind of like a, a, a makeup. Uh, but yeah, it didn't need to be that low. But also, I can. Uh, it didn't grab me the same way that first one did. It felt like a derivative sequel, uh-huh. and I, I think maybe it was. This film that kind of, like, there's so many car puns, but they took a left turn for the sequels and were like, oh, let's try something different. Let's try different characters. Let's try a different setting. Because this is, uh, it's not beat for beat the story of the first one, but but they do retread a lot of, like, what you expected in the first one. We're just going to give you more of it. Yeah. But instead of uh, getting out of the street racing scene, like we're still there, it's still the same character. And in, and in some ways, some of the characters kind of regress and uh-huh. become a little more two-dimensional sure. cartoon characters. Like the captain, the police captain. The, oh, uh, Bilkins? <laughs> yeah, Bilkins. Yeah. The guy who in the first movie is like, you want time? That's right. Buy a magazine. <laughs> Which I still think is one of the best lines of that first movie. Yeah. But yeah, he was kind of a, a caricature. Instead of being the character that he was in that first one, yeah. he was goofy. He was goofy throughout this entire film. And I was like, does he show up in all of them? And then went to a time This was it. Nope, just these first two. Yeah. These first two movies kind of feel like a, a standalone. Because they're the only two movies, well, besides Tokyo Drift, the, those three movies are the only movies that are like based on just, we're street racing. Once it gets to like, in, yeah. in you get to... Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. or I can't remember. I think it's called Fast and Furious. I think you're right. Where like Vin Diesel comes back, and we find out that like Letty's still alive, or, yeah. or some shit, or that Michelle she died. Rodriguez. Letty had died, and we're going after the guy that killed her. And you know, there's this whole sequence where they're like driving under the 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 U.S. Mexican border, and uh, what? yeah, they become drug runners. They're like undercover oh, drug runners, uh, and like you said, there's a feeling that like, oh, this must have been the script. For what was supposed to be Fast Part and Furious two. 2. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's it, it's it goes completely uh, in in another direction. Like you could see the seeds being planted in that one, where it's like, oh yeah, this has now become way bigger than just street racing. Now you know these guys are like international thieves or inter- yeah. they're stopping international drug dealers. Like that's where it starts. Then I think it's just one movie after this where they're in India, like driving a fucking car <laughs> through that that tall from one building that, to the other, like Mission Impossible, yeah. that building that yeah. Tom Cruise is on. Uh-huh. They fucking drive through it. That building's seen some hard times. Man. <laughs> it sure the fuck has. They got to work on their security detail there. Uh, so the the film the film is definitely a product of its time. 
the the yeah, effects 2003. of the, the effects have not aged well. You know what it felt like? Um, go back and listen to our Speed Racer episode if you've ever seen Speed Racer. But but it, even Speed Racer looks better than this. And it, I think Speed Racer came out like a year or two before this movie. Did. Yeah, I don't know if it's because of a larger budget or no, after, they just maybe after. they just had more of a vision. Uh, yeah, I think that was like 2005. Let's yeah, find out. maybe it was a couple Speed. years afterwards. Because the, Race. Speed Racer came out after the Matrix. It came out after the Matrix. Yeah, too, so because... this had a good five years on Speed Racer. Okay. Uh, so, understandably, it should look better, but not just the, the visual effects themselves, but the way that it's shot. Um, I feel like that first one benefited from them not relying on CG too much. Yeah. It was like, we're going to actually physically take these cars and race them and put cameras in places the where they should The only time be. you saw CG was when like they hit the NOS and we tracked the NOS going through the engine. To the, yeah, to the oh, output. that that fucking obligatory shot where it's like, oh, the camera's now <laughs> miniature, and it's going yeah. inside of the electronics and the whatever. They do that again in this one to show that... They do that They do that five million times in this one. <laughs> well, but there's one specifically where they're trying to show that the cars have been uh, tagged uh-huh. or that they're being tracked, Yeah, where it goes in and, and deep inside beep. the hood, yeah. you see the little beep. The thing that annoys me in this movie with the effects, the visual is like when they're driving... Mm-hmm. It's completely like people in cars on a green screen, and you can see like they yes. move the camera around them. Yes, and it looks like the Rebecca Black Friday video when they're in the car. <laughs> like, I mean, it seriously looks like that. It's, it's pretty bad. It's man. pretty rough. And and uh, like I said, it's fine in Speed Racer. It's 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 done intentionally and it's done artistically. Here, the, it's just not that type of film. It, like, it, it felt like someone didn't have faith that the audience would stay engaged in the movie. Yeah, it's like... So well, it's like, we got to make sure it keeps moving. How do we make cars moving really fast feel fast? Yeah, right. Just, like, fucking film the it's, cars. It's the equivalent of, like, how Michael Bay films just a dialogue scene. Yeah, yeah, And I'm like, yeah. okay, I get that you do that with a dialogue scene we because don't people need are just standing around cutting. talking. We don't need all that. When people are driving... Yeah. Like, we, we could do that with the cars. Check out a movie like... Um, Bullet. Uh, ba- or Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Baby Driver has some fantastic not looking... Not starring Adam Driver. Or Mini Driver. That's just, <laughs> too many... Not enough drivers <laughs> in that driver movie. Now, now, you do plan to have drivers, drivers in your, uh, in your driver, driver movie. movie. Uh, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> didn't... Uh, I don't think they used CGI once. Maybe to, like, fix some stuff or, or to composite some things, but... Not to the effect here where it looks like they're fucking flying <laughs> spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you think... Like, here, here we go. Here we go. We're talking about Game our, of Thrones here. Let's put on our tinfoil hats now and talk about the so, coffee cup. it seems ridiculous that that would be intentional, right? It, it, it does seem ridiculous. It, I don't think production-wise it was intentional. I've got two thoughts on what happened. All right, let's hear it. So we're talking about the Game of Thrones. There was a Starbucks coffee cup left just, in one of the shots. Just a coffee cup. I don't think there was actually a Starbucks label on it. Oh, really? But I think it, uh, okay. it was a You coffee. can tell. From it was the... definitely not period. Got it. Uh, <laughs> yes. So I think that either a PA put it there mm-hmm. to see if it would get caught or not. Oh, this is like the secret shopper? Yeah. Or... I think that it was actually a shot that was like, it wasn't, like they were just shooting some B-roll. And Amelia Clark, yeah, it wasn't intended to be. Amelia Clark was just sitting there and waiting for like them to, to, because she has this very like disinterested kind of, I don't know, not disinterested, but a little bit of a distant, unengaged look, a little unengaged. All right. And so I'm almost thinking like they were shooting some B-roll on her Hmm. and doing some like, almost like white balancing or something. Okay. And somebody in the editing room was like, Hey, that's a good shot that we could throw in Let's here for a reaction. Yeah. And they didn't notice the coffee cup on there. Which is possible. I mean, I've seen stuff like this happen before. Yeah. But it has to go through so many eyes. You, you would, would think, think that somebody... And yet, again, having been in this business, it does not surprise me that it would have made it that far. So I think it's totally plausible 
that um, that that was just a an oversight that or, or somebody saw it once and was like, oh yeah, just mark that shot down. We got to fix that we before fix it goes. And they to never air. and they never did and it and never got back to it. <laughs> so totally plausible. I don't think it's this. They don't need to use gimmicks like that to advertise, to advertise the final season of no no not even for Starbucks just for Game of Thrones. Well, like, th- I could see a lesser show using this as like, oh, you never heard of this show with. Right, but, but Game of Thrones has been like licensing the fuck out of their property oh. now for this final season. Dude, you had Game of Thrones Oreo cookies that came out. <laughs> really? Fuck yeah. It, and they're delicious. But you know what they taste like? Regular fucking Oreo oh, cookies. Okay. <laughs> it was like Dragon Blood. <laughs> Dra- I don't know. <laughs> Dragon Ball. I don't know anything about that show, man. Uh, so, yeah, the, if, if I were to do anything, if I could digitally remove anything from this film. <laughs> You know what? They did. They, it was Ludacris's afro from the beginning of the oh, movie. Oh, that's right. I love that he's got this huge fucking afro with a pick in it in the very beginning of the movie. Next shot we see him, he's got dreads. Well, because he's and that's got how his, he looks the rest of the movie. Because he's got his lady friend now, Sookie. Devin Aoki. So she's... Uh, from Dead or Alive. Check she, out our Dead or Alive episode. She told him to give, get that haircut. Yeah. That's that's my story. Yeah. Sticking to it. I, just think, I just think it was like... Yeah, that's we're not doing that for the rest of this fucking film. We're gonna bring Ludacris back, and he's gonna have the dreads. What did you think of her, Devin Aoki? I don't. I yeah. really don't. She's she's a she's a she's a pretty girl. She's, not, she's got well, she's no. got no acting chops whatsoever. Yeah, you know what? The I say that, but I enjoyed her more in DOA. I think so too. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a better film overall. I would argue. <laughs> really? Than Too Fast, Too Furious. I I can't. We both like that. Movie, I can't I say I disagree with no, you. No. DOA is good. It's beautiful. It's it's a beautiful movie to look. at. It's unexpected. It's silly. Uh huh. But it's, but it's one of the it's best based video on a game fighting video game. Yeah, one of the best adaptations. I yeah. Think. If you guys haven't seen that DOA with Jamie Presley, <laughs> yeah, that movie it's so fucking fun. And the, who's the Roberts? Yeah, Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts is the villain. <laughs> Listen, we, we did an episode. Check we did. Out. Yeah. Go to uh, editingbay.com so and uh, look in the archives. The, uh, the budget on this movie, mm. $76 million. For what? Uh, taking green screen shots. I stuff. guess. All right. That um, doesn't seem like a... It, All right. It, it brought home $236.3 million in the box office. Sounds about right. Yeah. So, uh, People love those films. They do. Other movies that it was competing with in 2003. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, Little Nemo. Or Finding Nemo. Oh, I was like, I'm like, Little Nemo. About the kid? Uh, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Holy shit. Kill Bill Volume 1. No. Big Fish, yeah. Love Actually, Bad Santa, Daredevil. Oh my God! All movies we've done on this podcast. How so to far. Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Yes. Hulk and Bad Boys Two. Oh, you're choosing them on purpose. I find I find it really interesting that Bad Boys Two came out the same year as this movie because there are so many fucking similarities between the two films. Interesting. Yeah, they seem like worlds apart, don't they? Yeah. Well, yeah. So they're both uh, cop. We had yeah, undercover cop. Uh-huh. Trying to pull off a heist, uh, trying to uh, in Miami. In in Miami, there's a drug lord that they're trying uh-huh. to bust. Yeah, uh, the, the the female lead, the love interest, is, is pretending is underco- to be yeah. a double. Or, yeah, she's a double agent. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's yeah. the same thing. Paul Walker's white. That's the only difference. Well, I mean, you might say sometimes Will Smith. Ah, <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, dude, the dialogue. Some of the dialogue that's going on in this, and I don't know if it's. I can't believe that it's written because some of these things are so sharp and funny that I'm like, that has to be Tyrese. That straight yeah. up has to be Tyrese. Yeah. Like when they drive the cars to meet up for like the big competition to see who's going to be the runners for, for Verone. Oh yeah, I like that. And those guys like, hey man, where'd you get that car from a candy shop? Yeah, making and fun. And Tyrese looks at him and goes, hey, real funny Fonzie. <laughs> 
And for some reason, like it's a silly line. Even now, hearing myself say it, I'm like, yeah. that's not as funny. It's his as delivery, what he said. though. But it's his delivery, yeah. and that's throughout the entire film. I felt like Tyrese in this movie was able to balance a little more kind of being goofy, mm-hmm. but also being intimidating. Yeah, he's where scary, his, man. The journey his character goes on in the franchise, he eventually becomes just the goofy comic relief. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, so is he still in these movies then today? Fuck yeah. Oh, great. Oh, okay, good. Yes, he good is. Good on him. That was the fu- Like, in the fourth movie, he wasn't. In fact, it was just, I think it was just Paul Walker, Vin Diesel... Uh, Jordana Brewster, the like they kind of brought them back mm-hmm. uh, from the first film, the characters from the first film. Then it was the movie after that where like they had to get a crew together, and that's mm. when like they brought Ludacris back, getting the band they back brought, together. They brought Tyrese back, yeah. and honestly, that's when the magic really started to hit. Having all these people together and the way that they were playing off of one another. Yeah, I can't was... say that I'm missing Jordana Brewster. Or was it Michelle Rodriguez in the first one? Yes, too? yeah. Can't really say I missed them Letty. in this. You but won't. Vin Diesel is missed. <clears throat> you won't, because their characters aren't really, do I want to say developed? <laughs> they don't really get developed until the later films. Well, they're women, Joe, and in these films, or at least in this film... I, I, All women are good for is wearing revealing fucking clothes. Jesus Have you Christ. ever been to a, like a street race? I think we've talked about this when we talked about oh, the first Look movie. at me. Do I look like somebody who would be... I would be the guy who'd be like, that guy's a fucking cop. <laughs> You'd be the, They're like, no. You'd be the, the extra, the white cop that was in this, yeah. who was like, hey, my homies. <laughs> you're going to go undercover with this guy. And Paul yeah. Walker's like, yeah, yeah. no, nah, man, I need to get my own dude. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. yeah, I am that guy. I'd probably, I'd, I, and I'd be the, the dickhead sergeant. Yeah, there you go. Who's like, they're running. They're running. We gotta. <laughs> Have you ever been to something like this? Uh, a, a street I- race? No. IRL? The closest I've ever been was a, uh, like, a big Mustang car meetup at Babe's oh, Chicken yeah. Dinner House. <laughs> this is back when my buddy Jay, uh, who uh, he had a Mustang and he was part of like a big what? car club. Really? And like they would get together and like lift the hoods and look at all the cars. And yeah, stuff. man. And then they do like the burnout where they, they yeah. like slick up the road and then mm-hmm. smoke out the tires. Mm-hmm. And all I could do is sit there and go, "That's you're killing your tires, man. I know. Why would you do that? It's so expensive. I was even saying that to Jen as we were watching this. I was like, man, I, I appreciate it. Like, I, I, I like beautiful things. I, my version of this is like computers. Like, I'll soup up the inside of a computer. I'll swap out a hard drive and add yeah. more RAM and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, slow I down. I speak that language. <laughs> How fast is your PCI bus? What the fuck are you even talking yeah, exactly. about? Exactly. <laughs> um, but... Um, this isn't my type of like. This is total car porn. Yeah, and uh, but it is. I, I don't it, get it, it but it I appreciate isn't. it. And I think that's part of the problem with this movie, where it doesn't quite gel with the first one. Yeah, where the first one definitely had a love and appreciation, and um, a little bit more of TLC when it came to the cars. Okay, this one it wasn't really like it wasn't a fashion show for cars. Like you didn't at least. Someone who's not quite a gearhead, like I didn't look at the cars in this movie and go, "Oh fuck, that's beautiful! What a great car!" I just go, eh, "All right." Whereas in the first one, I was like, "Damn, yeah, these are some beautiful cars." I thought the uh, I thought the 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 Mustangs and the uh, what did the, that one the guy Charger? Had, I think yeah, yeah, that Charger that was hot looking. Um, I, I appreciated some of the the muscle cars. Yeah, not the little toy looking Mitsubishi ones. <laughs> like I, a fifty year old man in his affliction shirt. <laughs> that was so funny because that, that is like I yep. I saw a million of those guys in two thousand three. Oh, I, yeah. I knew every one of those guys. Yeah, the thirty thousand dollar millionaires. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Know all about that. <laughs> uh, it's but, it's fun, man. It is fun, and I I do appreciate it, and I understand that there's a there's a whole culture out there who uh, that's their pastime, that's what they do, that's their passion, just not my passion. Yeah, Joel, if you were ever asked on a set of a movie to pick up a rat, 
because I, I there's a scene in this where Verone has like this under the cop from from uh, the Dark Knight. He he's the cop. Is that like, the same guy? Well, your kids don't like uh, falafel. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's I think the same it's the guy. Same, huh? It's the same cop. Right. So he he like gets the guy held down, picks up a rat out of a, out of a bucket. It's a really uh, uh, Rube Goldberg way to like torture somebody, right? Because like he's got this, he's got the dirty cop, the cop who's being paid off to to keep things quiet so the drug smugglers can do their thing. Uh huh. And it, yeah, it is that same guy. Yeah. Um. And the way they're going to torture him, so you see him bringing in there. They tear his shirt off. You're like, oh, shit, shit's going to go down. Yeah, what are they going to do? They see him fire up a blowtorch. Oh, shit, he's gonna, just going to go right at him with a blowtorch. Yeah. Nope. And then, and then it starts to get really odd and bizarre uh-huh. and macabre. Yeah. Like he pulls out a metal bucket, and then there's a rat. Yeah, and it's, ho- it's huge. It's, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like a mutant rat, uh-huh. like the size of your head. Holding it by the tail. And his, his, his plan of torture, it's like a James Bond villain. Like he's going to put the rat on the guy's stomach, underneath the bucket, and then take the blowtorch to the bucket to heat the bucket. And so that I, way the rat digs its way out through the guy's chest. Which is... Is that a thing? Like, who fucking came up with this idea? Uh, I don't, Super the convoluted. Who, the guy who wrote this fucking movie. I guess Which, so. by the way, this script is the only... This script writer... Uh-oh. Is, this is his only entry into the Fast and Furious <laughs> it's franchise. It's never a good sign. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Th- I thought that was disgusting. Which was really weird. When it's it like, co- just take the blowtorch to him. Yeah. Just take the blowtorch to him, or take a knife. Start taking off digits. Yeah. He'll fucking give you. A- and in the end, he ended up fucking him anyway. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. So, uh, what did we learn? <laughs> we don't torture animals to torture a person. That's right. Yes. It never. It never ends well for you. The more you know. Uh. Did you feel like that Tyrese, that his character, that Roman. Had like a crush on Brian. Oh, you think maybe? Well, Did they... he seem? He seemed weirdly like catty every time Ava Mendez showed. And we haven't even yeah. talked about Ava Mendez. Yet. Oh yeah. But like every time Ava Mendez came around, Tyrese was like, "Oh, so you're gonna fall for that shit?" <laughs> it's like a jilted lover. Oh, you're gonna... yeah, like a jilted. He like he was oh constantly yeah. bitching whenever Ava Mendez was around. He's like, "Oh, please tell me you're not falling for that." I was like. Are you in love with Brian? Is this because that would be a way more interesting story? You know, I did appreciate that it kind of showed a little bit of their camaraderie uh, because they each had their own vices or, or, or uh, issues. Like Tyrese can never keep his temper under control; can, can never keep his mouth shut, uh-huh. and that always gets him into trouble. Yeah. And then uh, Paul Walker's dick is the one getting him <laughs> into trouble. It's like hey, all the time, every time. Uh, Ava Mendes playing uh, playing undercover cop. Yeah. Uh, wait, well, let me see what some was her? Daisy Fuentes. <laughs> It's Monica, Dave. Monica Fuentes, Monica Fuentes, Monica Fuentes. Yeah. Um, her only, well, she does appear in like a post-credit scene. Oh, in like the fifth movie, I think. Oh, interesting. They bring her back, or, huh? the, or the fourth? Maybe it's the fourth, the end of the fourth one. Uh, Just the end. They don't yeah, show. It's her. like a, a post-credit scene that she shows up. So she's not in any of the other movies. No, aside from a cameo, not yet. Hmm. Uh, Ooh, I, I don't know. Hey, never Maybe. say never. I feel like they should bring her back. But 2003, man, that was a uh, it was a good year for Ava Mendes. Oh yeah, what else she have going she, on? She uh, she did Stuck on You. Let me see. I, had I remember that she did Too Fast Too Furious. Stuck mm-hmm. on You. Mm-hmm. Out of Time with Denzel Washington. Oh yeah. Also, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Oh, she in that one. She is. In oh, that I like that one. Uh, Johnny Depp. It's like every four or five years she has like a five or six movie year and uh and it's interesting because i think she's a fine actress yeah uh she's beautiful gorgeous yeah but i i feel like hollywood still in all this time has not figured out what to do with her <laughs> just gonna say that oh yeah hitch that's where i like her from hitch i liked hitch you know she even though it's kind of if you go back and revisit it now it's 
It is a super sexist movie. No. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, absolutely. It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, and the aforementioned uh, uh, Ghost Rider. Uh-huh. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. She, she didn't make the cut for the second one, though. She's good. Oh, really? Well, I think she bowed out. Oh, that's probably, yeah. <laughs> I'd have been like, no Good thanks. move, Eva. No, thanks. Uh, no, she, she, she's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I like her a lot. Uh, but yeah, not really given a lot to do here, except uh, sit around in a bikini and give knowing glances to... Uh... You know what? I, I take that back. She kind of plays... She's very subtle. She's the worst. No, she's not so. She's I don't think so. her character is the worst undercover cop. <laughs> okay, well, in the history of undercover police. So work. if she actually were an undercover cop. She, her cover would have been blown years ago. Yeah, but she's she's worse than Athena Massey from Undercover <laughs> last week. <laughs> yes, who who's constantly on the verge of giving up <laughs> her cover just at, at like the drop of a hat. Yeah, yeah. But or, she's like she's flirting with Brian all the time in the open like out in front of this guy oh, that yeah. we know is touching jealous, his arm a jealous egotist mm-hmm. and we're like let's not provoke this guy yeah. then Don't poke she's the bear. like she's leaving obviously being followed by these guys as she goes back to like Paul Walker's boat on his boat and is like, like hey they're going to kill you mm-hmm. they're going to kill you <laughs> Uh, With her shirt tied up, showing her belly. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you don't then, like that though. Oh, and then and then oh, oh it's fine on women. <laughs> and then uh, and then like at the end of that scene when she's warning him, hey, they're coming to look for you. Gives him a full open mouth kiss. Yeah, like as she's going, almost like a goodbye kiss, but a very like familiar kiss. Uh-huh. Like they had kissed that way before, and they Joe, hadn't. Did they I hadn't miss even... something? No. Was there a scene or something where there, they hooked it, up? Maybe there was something cut out. Because because they go like from that like, relationship goes from like you know we're we're working together on yes. this case to we are now officially we, like we're into each other exactly yeah and uh, like one where was the scene where was that moment where it escalated to the next level they, I, they I gotta sacri- imagine they sacrificed it so we could see the weird relay race <laughs> what like honestly like the point of getting those cars uh-huh. I was like this is so ridiculous like I get it I get why they ultimately did it it. it you talking about the scene where like they they were uh, racing the other guys for yeah, their cars? For their cars, yeah. This movie tried really hard to be Ocean's Eleven in putting together its caper. Yeah, and I was like, this this is not as clever as you're wanting it to be. Like this, it's just convoluted and a little confusing. A little a couple of twists and turns there. That um... well, one of the things that frustrates me about movies like this mm-hmm. when they try to twist things on people yeah. is when it just works out because that's what the script needs. Like the logistics of it don't yeah. make any fucking sense. It's a like lot. how did they recruit? I want to see like how they how they put the call out to people. Like, hey, we're gonna need about twenty thousand of you guys to show up and just drive cars out of these garages. It was Smokey and the like, Bandit part and then two. Then get chased by cops. I'd been like, fuck you. I'm yeah, staying I'm home. Not staying over there. Tiger Woods is in the Masters. I'm gonna watch the fucking golf game. <laughs> What the, the fuck are you talking oh, about? Stars game not on anymore? Star, no, because they lost. <laughs> it went into double overtime. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to drive my hoopty out there to be chased down by some some cops. Uh, what is the most? Uh, what is the the most legally flexible thing that you're guilty of? Oh, that I'm guilty of? Yeah. What What is the like legally flexible? Meaning like like, like what have you done? Have you ever broken the law? Um. <laughs> Anal. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, like, it's going to be like the lamest thing. Like, I once wore whites after Labor, Labor Day. Day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that uh, much of a thrill seeker, Joe. What's the, then what's the most dangerous uh, thing you've ever done? Uh, like, dangerous where I could have... Okay, I I jumped off of, like, a, a 10-foot brick wall onto a mattress underneath. Wow. And uh, I that could have had some serious injuries. Yeah, yeah, it could have. But no, just having a good time. Wow. 
That's kind of a lame story. I um, it wasn't very adventurous when I was in high school. Well, this will be good. And my 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 wife hates this fucking story. Uh-oh. In fact, one of my friends, James, at our wedding, told this story. Oh, I know at the this reception. One. Yeah. What I had this habit when I was in high school, while my friends, if we were like driving down seventy five on the highway, I would just open up the window and climb out of the car and climb up on the roof. Uh, I would say something to the effect of like, I'm bored up here. I'm going to go to the back seat. Uh-huh. And I would climb out onto the roof of the car and then climb back in on the other side <laughs> into the rear. And uh, yeah, it it would like, you know, Jay would laugh. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Every once in a while, we'd be driving with someone who'd freak the fuck out when I did it. <laughs> I probably would have. I can't believe we never got fucking stopped. I can't believe I never fell off the fucking cars. But uh, but yeah, that that's a story my wife hates. But this is probably the most dangerous thing I've ever done. I got that beat. Yeah, go for it. I once got a ticket. At a four-way stop, because we did a Chinese fire drill, <laughs> and there was a cop at the other side That's of the four-way racist. stop at night. <laughs> oh, just got out of the car. Have you ever seen an actual Chinese Have fire a good drill? Times. No. Why is that called a Chinese I fire drill? I have no idea. I don't know. But I like that you brought it back to cars. I try to. That's <laughs> I'm trying to stick with the theme. Um, All of my dangerous things happen in cars. Uh, the um, so in the middle of this whole thing that we're talking about, like this, this police sting, that mm-hmm. they're trying to get this Carter Verone guy. Which, you know what? We haven't talked about Carter Verone. Yes, our villain. Cole Hauser. Played by Cole Hauser, who... Uh, is he Italian? Is he... What is he? He's Cole Hauser. He... The son of Wings Hauser. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. Um, Just a really menacing, bad-looking dude. I think he's horrible. I think he's, yeah. a, I think he's a really bad actor. I don't and like I, him either. I feel like there's a few things that he throws in that I don't see someone like John Singleton... like. I have a hard time believing that John Singleton's like, all right, now at the end of this scene, I want you to just smack Ava in the ass. <laughs> oh, I know, right? I feel like that was a Cole Hauser addition to right. that scene and that he his arm didn't really have to be twisted to do that. <laughs> it, it was creepy. It was creepy and unnecessary that yeah. like that they end the scene where he's going out the door and she's walking in front of him and he just, he sma- and not just smacks, but like it's smack like a, with a, a, you, a handful. You see, the, you see the reverberations. Yeah. Yeah. The and, waves. And the, uh, it, I think they ADR'd, like, the sound of Ava Mendes going, oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Because <laughs> I have, like, I don't, I can't think of a woman that would be like, oh. That'd be a fun uh, recording session, Joe. Like, all right, all right, we have you for the next 15 minutes. Joe, I need you to uh, give me the sound that somebody has just uh, given you an unwanted uh, smack in the ass. Okay. And smack. Uh-huh. Oh, all right, all right, that's good. Oh wait, unwanted? No, give me yes, 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 yes. Give me the give me the unwanted. Well, you know, it's like you you know you have to do it. I have but, to like it because you, I'm undercover. But you I'm don't a, really like I it. I don't really like exactly. it. But so I have somewhere to. on that fine line. All right, here okay. we go. Just right, give me th- give me three. Give okay, me three think, variations. All right, mm. let's hear it. Ah. Uh, all right. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh uh-huh. oh, oh oh strong wait, did those did, were those different enough you know I think we have enough to work with were they, were they different yeah thanks for coming in <laughs> I appreciate that all right. <laughs> We'll see you next time. Thanks. Don't call us. So I'll call you. My check. <laughs> oh, we'll mail it to you. We'll mail okay, it to you. Cool. Sounds all right, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> th- there's the exit. Just all right. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Drive safe. Hey, remember when they hey, shot bring in the, bring weird... in the next guy? He, <laughs> he was awful. I need somebody who knows how to get smacked in the ass around here. Oh, there you go. That's a man. Remember when they check off gun like the electrical spear at the beginning of this movie? Oh yes. Where they the is that spe- a thing too, where a cop is can it? just shoot you with a gun, well, and like a transformer comes out of it and sticks to the side of your car, and, and it then, drains your car of all its power. I guess so. I don't think like okay. I get that you're trying to create it like it's it's supposed to work from like a narrative standpoint, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And uh, and I think there are devices that will kill the power to your car, but I think it happens fairly instantly. Yeah, it does, it's not something that you have like time a, to a like bu- climb like, out of like the it's window. Star Wars turning off the tractor beam. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. Boom! <laughs> that is what it seems like. Yeah, there's Paul Walker dangling out of the trying side of his to, car, trying to pull the fucking spear out, like a falconer's glove on, trying to <laughs> yes. pry it out so he doesn't get electrocuted, and then throws it like a spear back at the cop. Yeah, <laughs> and it kills their car instantly. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it it, it shows that moment to re-engage but don't the cops have the control for it because they showed well, that the one in the, the helicopter the does remember it's it, the guy in the helicopter shot oh, that's right I so he's got the that. master key that's that's right the, uh, what was the point of this movie what was like what was carter verone hiring them to do uh tr- okay so let's see so first they were uh, so they were driving money yes yeah that's too much a, it. to a boat yeah yeah. Why why all the, the smoke the, and mirrors? The theatrics yes. of like, we're going to go through auditions. But first there's the auditions. I need like five different Which crews. Which dude gets fucking murdered. Oh, yeah. The, our, and, and it's done by our heroes. That's our right. heroes are the reason why this guy in the Mustang. Well, to be fair, it's crushed it by an eighteen wheel. His lack of driving skills that uh, <laughs> really that guy was a real reactionary man. He just fucking panicked when you're caught between two eighteen wheelers. He's overcompensating. Yes, like a do, son of a bitch. Do not yank the wheel back and forth like you're fucking driving cruising USA at the arcade. Like it doesn't work that way. There's a for that matter. There's a shot of Paul Walker doing that too. Yeah, where he's like wildly moving his wrist back and forth, and I'm like, dude, you're bobbing and weaving all over the road. That is, that is not. That's how your wrist? No, no, you're supposed to be steady, yeah. solid as a rock. Solid, solid as, as a rock. rock. <laughs> bow, bow. So yeah, they're doing like these showing off. He and Roman are showing off, and they're driving. And he does that thing where he like pulls it in reverse, and he's oh, like, yeah. flipping each other. Now he's off. driving backwards. And I'm like, you can't go that fast in reverse. What about the um, gears? Don't work. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. He was in fucking uh, Tyrese is in fifth gear, no, going dude, 100 miles were, an hour. They were in tenth gear. Like, yeah, right, they are true. constantly, in this movie, they are ever shifting whenever someone needs to go fast. And they've already, like, shifted 12 times. There are... Like, what? You don't... That's like cars. Years? You can't shift down to go faster, right? I, but, I mean, does it work that way? No. Can you? No. Not, my understanding is no. I've driven manual cars before. Like, they punctuate every line with, oh, yeah? How about this? Hit the clutch. So many Bam. shots of, and, and they have to be there. Have to be reused shots in there of just like a foot going from a from the clutch to the the gas pedal, and like the hand on the gear shift. Can you imagine Every 10 having seconds. to be part of the crew that's working? Okay, guys, oh, doing we're the, doing pedals today. The B unit, yeah, we're doing, we're doing pedals. <laughs> so it's not even you're not even working with like Paul Walker or Tyrese. You're just working with like a foot double. Yes, yeah, it's not even. And Paul just Walker. like, all right, we're just gonna film you. For, all right, now punch the clutch a little. Punch that down. All right, now, now do it again. Like. Talk about some boring ass fucking days. They're not even like on the road either. They're probably in like a warehouse (laughs) up on jacks. Yes. Fully lit. Oh, that's the worst. But yeah, no, so they have that audition Mm. and they're like, they're in the impound yard and they're like, cars, cars, where are the cars? My uh, my Ferrari got impounded. This is what uh, Verone tells them, right? Ferrari's parked in the middle of the fucking (laughs) impound (laughs) lot. Yeah. Like, that's a dead gift. That looks like a uh, a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. (laughs) I think this thing's going to blow up, man. Yeah, yeah. But I did like I, I did like Tyrese running up and like punching out the window. Yeah, it and takes Paul his... Walker just opening. <laughs> there was that moment they get out of the car and he starts taking his shirt off. Yeah, and Jenna's like, "Oh, come on, that's unnecessary. <laughs> what does he have to?" And then two seconds later, he wraps it around his fist and like punches. And I'm like, oh, "Okay, well, that's pretty yeah. bad. That's a good excuse to take your shirt off." Sure, I'm gonna do that. I did. I did like that they had the moment where uh, where Paul Walker's like, "Put your blouse back on." Yeah, and Tyrese's like, "Hater," <laughs> and it's they that, had that good chemistry. chemistry. They had a really good chemistry yeah, with I one another. Them a lot. It's a it's a fun flick. I really do think that as far as sequels go for Fast and the Furious, 
I'm not sure that you could do worse, but I don't think no. that's really saying a bad thing about this movie because even though uh, even though it's not a memorable entry into the franchise, I didn't feel like I wasted my time watching it. It wasn't as good so as fun. the first one. It's not as good as the rest. I haven't watched Tokyo Drift, so maybe it's, you know, maybe that's the dreg. But I had fun going through this film, and I feel like what it does offer us that we get to move on with, I think is worth it. You know, the fact that yeah. we, that Roman comes back in the series and is a great character in the series, all because of this film, this is fantastic. And we got Luda back. Luda back. Luda. Devin Aoki, who I don't think ever comes back. I was just going to ask if she shows up again. No, I don't think she she's comes kinda back. She's kind of wasted. Yeah. And it's like totally unbelievable as like that she's holding her own with these other guys. Uh, during the driving scenes. I I feel like... Totally unbelievable. I feel like the problem is when they open up the movie and you've got, like, the stereotypes. It's horribly, horrible stereotypes in this fucking movie. There's a Latino guy. You got... um, What's his name? He's in... uh, Yeah. He's he's in that new new Dennis Quaid movie. Amore Nolasco. No, 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 no. The the other guy. Michael Ely. Michael Ely. Slapjack. Dude, the, the, he's in this. And I was like, that guy's kind of a star now. Like, that's yeah? that's amazing to see him in this. Uh, and, and, like, I feel bad for him because the movie opens up and it's him and his girlfriend. And they're like, we got to pay rent. Like, yes. you better win this because we've got to pay rent. And he's yeah. like, all right, I will. And I'm like, oh, okay. So they're setting it up like he's going to end up winning the race. Yeah. Like Paul Walker. But he didn't. He ended up fucking wrecking his goddamn car. Yeah, he was, they all do. They, well, no, well, no, not except the, for Paul the Walker. Smart, no, not Paul Walker. The other guy, the the uh, the dude that's in Transformers with oh, Tyrese. Yeah, yeah. And they're like English man yeah. speaking English. Amori so, Nolasco. Yeah, he's the smartest guy in this fucking movie. Why? Because while they're doing that race at the beginning, and they raise the bridge, Luda raises the bridge. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I told you guys, I give you something fun to watch." Yeah. And I'm like, "You're gonna kill the, this these is bur- this is attempted murder." Yeah, at this you're, point, you're going to kill these people. Yeah. And like Paul Walker. Hits the nos and jumps. Yeah, and like, these guys. He jumps they, over. They're that like dude. these cars that bottom out if you hit a speed bump, and you're gonna go over this fucking bridge. Are That's you kidding me? Not how it works. But that fucking guy saw that, stopped. He was like, "Fuck it, <laughs> not worth it." That's right. Everybody else has yeah. body work fucking, and shit they got to do on their cars. Yeah, now. Suki. Not him. Suki like hits hard. Like her entire front end just like comes off. Yeah, and then she's like, "Woo!" Like she's like. Like enjoying she won, it, like, like you did something won. great. Like no, you just did twenty five hundred dollars worth of damage to your yeah, car. Yeah, you didn't even win. Uh huh. You're second place at best, and she's still cheering. And they're like, like, yeah, yeah. Like, no, like, no, man, you, it's not the life for me. You destroyed your car. Uh, so, but but she does. She is with Lude, and he's got his own jo- his shop. There so you go. Yeah, he'll he's, fix it. I guess with all of his gambling money. <laughs> I love it. He's just like it's called mutual respect. <laughs> so I mean. As far as a, a look into legitimate underground racing, yes. I would say that it's questionable at best. <laughs> uh, as far as it being a fun, you know, cat and mouse kind of film, sure, it's all right. Predictable. It's Yeah, it's all right. Uh, do you have any other notes on this? I do not. No. Okay, so would you recommend this movie? If you like the Fast and the Furious movies, if you, or you just like, uh, if you like bad boys, uh-huh. this is no worse and in a lot of ways better. Than okay. the Bad Boys movies. So so would you would rank the first one still better than this one? I think so, just uh-huh. slightly. They're on par. I have nothing else to compare them to, but uh, I've seen enough of these. You know, what do we do on this on this podcast? We've done Torque. Uh-huh. We've done... Oh, uh, yes, Torque. We've done... Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, 
Stroke Race. We did Stroke Race. So we've done some, <laughs> racing, some racing movies. movies. This is definitely a top five racing movies we've reviewed yeah. on the episode. Oh, there we go. Of the three the of the three we've talked about, this is in the top <laughs> this five. This top five. <laughs> uh, all right. So what did Too Fast, Too Furious do right? Uh, what did it do right? Um, I, I think this, there's chemistry between the characters, if not all of them. Um, un, enough to... Uh, you, you can see that, that family starting to be uh, to be built. Yeah. And that's all these characters... There's a there is a mutual respect, uh-huh. uh, and they help each other out. Like there's a community there, and I think aside from just being, you know, uh, cars driving really fast and guns and drugs and hot chicks, there's something commendable there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think what this movie did right was it showcased Paul Walker a little bit more. Yeah, as Brian, because I think there's a uh, with the first Fast and Furious movie, I think there's a bit of doubt that like, well, they probably couldn't have pulled this off without Vin Diesel. Yeah, and. In a lot of ways, in the second movie, they kind of didn't. But the tone of the first one is very different from the tone of this second one. Yes. And going into the second movie, it's like they adjusted the tone to fit Paul Walker and, more importantly, to fit Tyrese. So I think I think that's a really skillful... Uh, I don't want to say that it's an impossibility, because obviously they did it. But, yeah. man, what a feat to pull off. Uh, ultimately, what this movie did right, though, is that and even though they didn't mean to do it at the time... With this sequel, they were taking the first steps to expanding the universe of this Fast Absolutely. and Furious franchise. And again, the things they added to their character and Paul Walker's, Paul Walker's backstory yeah. kind of furthered that, that lore that, right. uh, that it was setting up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Unexpected. Some good work there. What did it do wrong? Uh, again, with, with a movie about like car races, I just want to like, just film it. Like Just yeah. film it. Do what Baby Driver did. Get some great angles. Put some GoPro cameras in places where they'll they'll get smashed it's fine but uh-huh. you'll get some good visceral footage out of it yeah. the whole speed racing cgi cartoonish video game looking segments like I, it does nothing for me uh-huh. it, it, it's a double whammy it's like you're not conveying the speed yeah uh, the, the, the things that are cool about cars racing really fast and the effects aren't quite up to the level that they need to be to pull it off visually. exactly uh, I think what it did wrong was it, it didn't practice the same thing that the first movie did in as far as making sure that there were organic reasons for them to be racing cars. Like, yeah. I understand the very first bit, the racing the cars, it was a great introduction yeah, for Paul Walker to come right. back, setting up the story, we're setting up some of the new characters that yeah. we're meeting. Um, he's down on his luck, he's doing it for money now, yeah, he's, he's not no a, cop a cop anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet up with Ludacris, who ends up coming back into the other films, but like, it, that part's organic. But then after that, like every time that the cars are racing, like it's one, there aren't as many car races in this movie yeah, as really there are in the, in the three, first one. I think, right? Like the whole first movie revolves around the fact that like in the third act, there is a thing called Race Wars. That's right. It's that fucking name. <laughs> but they go there. It's all about going to Race Wars. And like the, while they're going to Race Wars, you've got fucking these like these train heist style sequences where like these cars are robbing trucks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, woo, that's fucking exciting. There isn't a whole lot of that going on in this. Yeah. You've got that first race. Then you've got the audition race. Which is fun. That's probably the highlight for me. It's it's okay, but it, it seems useless. 
Uh, and then you've got like the uh, the race to get the other cars. That was a bullshit. It was a bullshit sequence, race. Yeah. And then the final bit where it's like they have the money, but then they got to get away from the cops, and then they've got to get away from this, and they got they they made their ejector seats so they could get rid of Verone's guys. Yeah. And then they drive a car Dukes of Hazard style onto a yacht. And I'm sorry, dude, that fucking charger is dropping like a stone the moment that it hits that. I, I love that too. Yeah, the trajectory you can tell is like that thing's not making it ten feet. From the dock, much less 100 it's feet. Way too fucking On heavy. top of that yacht. But, th- yeah, just long story short, too late. <laughs> the uh, There just weren't... The, the reasons why we had the races weren't organic. It didn't quite fit the story. It didn't critique. serve the story. Absolutely. If we were going to remake oh boy. Too Fast, Too Furious... Here we go. How are we going to do that? Now, I, I regret the fact that I couldn't go back and listen to our Fast and Furious episode. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who I recast as some of these characters... So I guess I'm going to go with a whole new group of people. Okay, well, let's hope so. The first time I had uh, used the cast of Saved by the Bell. That's great. So I had Paul, Mark Gosling. Mark Paul Gosler. There you go, yeah. As and Paul I, Walker? Yes. Then I had uh, two Pauls. I'm pretty sure I had uh, Slater as Vin Diesel. As Vin Diesel? Yeah. God. But not this time. Oh, no. I've got, uh, looks like I've got four here. I got seven. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, wait, I'm sorry. I have eight. Oh, wow. Two okay. sets of four. <laughs> Two times four is eight, folks. Math. <laughs> Sorry. I was reading them. It's stuff. the algebra bray. Bray. <laughs> algebra bay. Algebra bay. <laughs> All right. Well, now you just sound like Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> All right. So uh, who is the lowest on your... I went with uh, Agent Bilkins. Okay. Who, uh... I have Agent Markham and Agent Bilkins. I have both of them as well. Well, then who do you have that I don't? Let's. Uh, I have Suki. I have Ludacris. I don't have Suki. Uh, okay. Go ahead with let's, that. Let's do... Oh, you want me to do Suki? Yeah. Suki, Suki. I went with... Uh, uh, actress's name is Chloe Bennett. But you oh, may yeah. know her... From Marvel's from, uh, Agents uh, of Agents S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There you go. Didn't realize she was actually uh, Asian, but she's part Chinese. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm. That should be a little more believable uh, yeah. in that role. That's good, man. So I'm a little more street smart. I like her. I think she's, she's a really good actor. Yeah, she's smart. All right, who you got? Let's do Agent Bilkins then, huh? Agent Bilkins. Reprising his role from the Long first time. Never magazine. Never to be seen again in the uh, franchise. I went with Lawrence Fishburne in that role. That's good. Yeah? I went with Keenan Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Good Burger. Okay, Brian. <laughs> so he's the guy. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm going to let you guys figure this out. Didn't he play a... Uh, has he played a cop before? Am I making that up? I think you're making that up. That's Anthony I Anderson. Think I think confused. it was... <laughs> <laughs> or you might be confused when we did Mission Impossible and I recast him as the Ving Rhames Just, role. <laughs> Ethan, do you copy? Do you copy? <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. All right, Agent Markham. This is the the Dick Cop, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I went with. Uh, you'll know him from Office Space and the Brady Bunch movie and uh, Pineapple Express. Gary Cole. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah. yeah. Lumberg fucker. Lumberg fucker. Um, I went with. Uh, I know this actor's probably a little overweight now, and uh, maybe not up to the. Physic- <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> not up to the physicality of the role, um, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, Thomas Wilson Biff. Oh yeah, from Back to the Future. That's pretty good. Okay, wait. Role. So you've got. You don't have a theme. Going no on. theme going okay. on here. All right. So who's next on your list? Uh, I have, I have Tej. Uh, is that uh, Ludacris? Yeah, Luda. Mm-hmm. I went with uh, another rapper turned actor. Who you can see in uh, Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp? Yeah, Ti, Ti, Ti for Dude, Ludacris. You know, I forgot Ti was in those movies, mm-hmm. and we rewatched oh, after part. after Endgame came back on, or after Endgame was released. Yeah, they were doing you know several channels were oh, doing. Oh, like, it was all Marvel all the time. So the first Ant Man movie came on, and Great. there's Ti, and I was like, wow. And I'm watching. I'm like, 
man, they're he's really good in this the, movie. The, that trio, him and the Russian guy, yeah, and uh, and, um, and Luis Guzman, Michael Pez, or no, Luis, Michael, Michael Peña. Peña, yeah, God, okay. <laughs> His name's Lewis, though, right? That's where, yeah, okay. his character's name I'm like, is please Lewis. tell me there's a reason why Lewis came to my head. <laughs> uh, all right, so I went with Donald Glover as oh, my okay. Tej. All right, there you go. Of yeah. course. Why not? <laughs> Every time. That leaves even... Daylight! Jesus Christ. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, who do you want to do next? Stay you... woke! <laughs> Cole Hauser? N-words creeping. <laughs> Dude, the, the most uncomfortable thing ever oh, no. is like doing karaoke and stuff. Oh, no. When yeah. like, a white person decides to get up and to sing do that song. Or that song. That yeah. song in particular because there's a whole lot of... Mm-hmm. Dry, and and some people will be like, well, it's in the song, so I'm gonna I'm going to maintain the artistry. And I'm like, no, Mm-mm, no, no, don't do it. Nope, you don't. It's don't a tra- say it. It's a trap. Don't say that word. <laughs> don't say that word. Uh, all right. So yeah, next I've got. Do you want to do Monica Fuentes or do you want Carter Verone? No, let's do Eva Mendes. Monica, Monica Fuentes. Fuentes. Um. Okay. So my Monica Fuentes played mm-hmm. by Aubrey Plaza. Oh, interesting, yeah. huh? It fits. You th- yeah, we'll see. Does we'll it? See. Do you have yeah. a theme going here? No, not really. No, okay, all right. Uh, I went with uh, I went with Danya Ramirez is the actress's name. You'll know her from uh, maybe Devious Maids. Ramirez or Once Upon a Time. <laughs> Juan Sanchez Villalobos. Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. There you go. Okay, listen to our uh, Highlander Highlander. episode. Hmm? Dude, we gotta go to we gotta we gotta check that one out. The sequel to Highlander. Oh no! We could go on that adventure, dude. You liked the first Highlander. I love the first one, but yeah. you've told me the other ones are awful. It's pretty bad. I have no it's, desire. It's it's so bad it has Michael Ironside in it. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he was in X Men First Class, not my favorite X Men movie. But, oh, he yeah. is in that, isn't he? Yeah, he, he? is at, uh. for two seconds at the end. Yeah, yeah. The boat's not turning. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm sorry. So she's in what? You're you. <laughs> She's in a show called Devious Maids. Oh. If you saw her, you'd recognize her. Oh, okay. Ramirez. Okay. I'll pull her up. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Carter Verone. Mm-hmm. I've got a... You familiar with a char- uh, oh. an actor named Wes Bentley? She's an X-Men, The Last Stand. She's oh. a Callisto. Wow. <laughs> so, so the X-Men characters abound. Oh, yeah. You know her. She's fantastic. Danya. Danya Ramirez. She's in Ms. Ms. Bala. Okay. She's in that movie Ms. Bala that all came right. out this there past year. Sure. Um, I have no idea what that is. I can't oh, she's in Premium Rush. Premium Rush, Fuck man. yeah, dude. Premium Rush. Oh, that's right. She's the other, she's bi- the she's other, the other bicycle, bicycle messenger. Yeah, yeah, there you go. God, I fucking love that movie. God <laughs> damn it, I love that movie. Listen to our Premium Rush episode. Uh, Wes Bentley is my Carter Verone. Hmm, Wes Bentley. You might want to look that up. I know up. that name. Yes, you do. Wes. Speaking of Ghost Rider. Bentley. What? He's the villain in Ghost Rider. Oh, Look, he doesn't even have, have a picture. West on, uh, oh, there! Oh, that guy! Yeah, you know. Oh, that what guy. do we know him from? From oh, Ghost Rider, American Beauty. He's American the Beauty, son from right, American with Beauty. The, with, yeah. Oh, and he's in the Hunger Games. Oh, he's in Interstellar. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good call. Oh man. Yeah. He looks. Med- he's Murph. got the blue eyes too. Hey, well, I tried to stick with. Uh, I, I went. Know. I went into deep space. <laughs> ended up getting shrunk. I'm behind the bookcase. Murph. I'm Ant Man. I'm Ant Man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey was the original Ant Man. Yeah. There you go. Damn. All right, who do you have? Uh, Cole Hauser. Yeah. I went with an uh, actor named Damian Lewis, a little redheaded Damian yeah, Lewis from, from Life and Homeland, Homeland mm-hmm. and uh, a Band of Brothers. 
Oh, he is in that. There yes. you go. Very good. And Love a, that guy. And a really horrible Stephen King adaptation of Dreamcatcher. Oh, he's in a lot of bad stuff, too. Yeah, he's but, in uh, some bad stuff. More good stuff than bad. He's always good. So that brings us to our final two. Here we go. Roman Pierce. Tyrese Gibson. Played by, for me, mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan. Of course. Yeah, dude. It's obvious, uh-huh. which is why he's not go with him. Uh, that would have been a good one. Uh, it is a good one. Uh, I went with Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out. Love him. Oh, my God. They were showing that again over the weekend, That's too. That's so good. I forgot man. what a solid movie. Oh, and then we started watching The Twilight Zone. On, I, uh, I've seen the, fir- the first CBS four. CBS All Access. Dude, the, episode three. Holy We haven't seen that one yet. Shit. We've only seen two. Oh, okay. So I thought that the first one, I thought the pilot was a little weak. I'm surprised that they opened with that yeah, one. Yeah, that one was, so far, that's the weakest of the ones I've watched. Wait, what was the second episode again? It's the, uh, oh, it's the, the plain one. It's yes, the plain one. With the, that one's fucking good, That's man. exactly what you would expect from a Twilight Zone episode. Yes. I love it. Holy shit. Uh, all right, so you're Brian O'Connor. Brian O'Connor. Paul Walker. What, uh, you got to find somebody who's uh, handsome, got to have those blue eyes. Gotta be charismatic. Uh huh. None other than Zach Efron. Zach Efron, good, obvious. Man. Love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with Chris Pratt to match him All up right. with Aubrey Plaza. That's oh, the only. There you that's go. That's the only little bit of a theme <laughs> that I had is that uh, I was like, oh yeah, I could have Burt Macklin. Yeah, he could come back and be the Paul Walker that's character. True. Yeah. Uh, All of this directed by John Lasseter. What? Because he directed Cars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. Do you have a director for you? Let's your... see. I don't have a director. Let me see if I can come up with somebody real quick. <laughs> He's going through the Rolodex in his mind. <laughs> I see it like like a beautiful mind. You got like all these different director names. Um, let's see. Who would go good with the, uh, Michael Bay. Michael Bay. How about some that's car fun. chases? Guys, if you have any thoughts on how you would recast Too Fast, Too Furious, if you have thoughts about Too Fast, Too Furious, or any of the Fast and Furious movies for that matter, hit us up. On Facebook, uh, in that search bar, just put in the editing bay. Find that image of the woman with bleeding eyes and click on that. And that's where you can talk back to us and uh, let us know what you thought about Too Fast, Too Furious. If there's something that we've glossed over, because uh, I know we kind of went through this one pretty quickly. Uh, just go ahead and put it there. Fast you know, and furiously. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Get that part out. That's okay, I fucking quit. I quit. <laughs> that's why we uh, can't do live Facebook. This is, uh, yeah, th- but please go ahead and let us know what you'd like for us to talk about in the future. If you have ideas for movies, go ahead and put those there. We've also got a one of those website things, right? One of those internet addresses. Yeah. That's right. It's not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It's somewhere in the middle. It's editingbay.com. Please go there. Bookmark it anytime you need to know anything about uh, this little podcast here. You're going to find it right there on editingbay.com. You're going to find links to our social networks, the Formation Facebook page, and also our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us there. You're always going to be the first to know what's going on with Editing Bay news, what movies we're doing next, why we're late one week, why <laughs> nothing has been really released yet. And You're, really You're really good at updating that. You're really good at updating that. I'm really not, but I appreciate that. Oh, okay. I didn't last week, but uh, I will this week. All that and more on Editing Bay. Please leave us a rating and review on your podcasting app. Five-star rating would be fantastic. That helps people find us. You know, if, if someone's like, hey, I like podcasts like this, what else is there that's out there? Like, say Whoa. say somebody listens to How Did This Get Made? One of my favorite podcasts. Oh, yeah. And they're like, we want to find some other podcasts where people talk about movies. We're just like them. We'll be just like them, you know? <laughs> if we, you get a five-star review, people will be like, oh, okay, well, let me give this thing a try. Uh, even if you've got some criticisms, go ahead and make a five-star criticism. That would uh, help us out a bunch. And then, uh, you know, share the show with your friends. Uh, All right, so what are we going to do next week? Well, I don't know. We only have a few more weeks in May, and so far we've been doing an anime movie a month. That's right. And uh, this is Anna May. (laughs) 
So, rather than the month of Jay, that's right. where we were going to do Jay, Jay Baruchel. Um, so, yeah, I think we should talk about another anime film. Okay, let's do it. This one uh, is a film that I... It's based on a movie that I discovered back in, like, 1986, 87. Uh-oh. An anime called Fist of the North Star. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, ah. like, hyper-violent. In fact, it's the first anime movie I ever saw. And it's, like, oh. it's... Su- it's super hyper violent. You got guys that are like punching each other and like heads are exploding. Yep. Uh, and so they ended up making a live action version of what? this with uh, Roddy McDowell and <laughs> and Chris Penn that came out in 1995. Chris Penn. Yeah, Chris Penn. In 1995, yes, we are going to be talking about Fist of the North Star. Interesting. And uh, so you're not going to want to miss that. I don't think that's showing on any streaming services. Oh, no. I, have I given that to you You yet? did. I okay. believe I do have a copy of so it. So you should have a copy of the actual anime and the live action film. Oh, so I can compare I and suggest, contrast. I would suggest at least skimming through the uh, the anime version. Pretty sure, pretty sure I've seen that one in the past before. Okay, cool. Uh, it's and been a yeah, while. We'll come back and we'll talk about that next uh, week. That'll be fun. All right, guys. Just to the North Star. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much, sir. Ugh. Joel, always a pleasure. Hey, man. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for Fist of the North Star. Yeah. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.